Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Hey, ho! Welcome to the show! Yeah. Dom, you've come in a little emotional tonight. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit teary, Zach. I have just, almost literally just walked out of a screening of Toy Story 4. Mm. Um, went to sit with some friends before the show tonight. And tell you what, speak of a tearjerker, bloody hell. Really? Toy Story? Oh, my gosh. I, like, I don't know what the writer's plan was. I don't know if they had a meeting where they said, we're going to, what are you playing here? <laughs> oh, the music, right. <laughs> oh, don't play that. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> Anyone who's was, seen the movie... Were you crying over this song? Uh, no, that's played at the start. But it was a Randy Newman piece that's played in this emotional bit. Anyone I thought it would be like, maybe like a reprise of this tune. <laughs> like maybe a slowed down version. Uh, yeah, they could have done that. No, not quite. Uh, anyone who's seen the film will know the scene I'm talking about. I honestly think it might be the saddest film scene I've seen. The most um, dramatically moving piece of cinema I've seen, probably. I've already made the call to, to you and our producer, Michael, that I seriously think this yeah. could win Best Picture at the Oscars next year. Have you seen Schindler's List? <laughs> I haven't seen Schindler's List. Good. Because <laughs> if you were going to say that Toy Story 4 <laughs> was more emotional than... Uh, you know, a movie about World War Two yeah. and the atrocities that happened there. Yeah, yeah I was going to say you might have a few problems. No, I'm comparing it mostly to Wreck It Ralph Two, which oh, okay, I well, in that case, yeah, <laughs> no, in earlier this year. Uh, but look, I, I I am a little bit embarrassed about you know being so emotional by a kids' movie. I imagine not the only person who has been in that sort of a situation before, though. If you've also cried in a kids' movie, please stick around because I, I want to hear from you and kind of share with you shortly. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. 131060, this is a message to all of the Uber drivers um, of Australia. Do you have something unique about your Uber? Something about uh, the Uber experience when your passengers get in that uh, that you offer them? Zach, I, I asked this because I was driving along earlier tonight and I saw an Uber in front of me at traffic lights. Mm. Um and I noticed that it had set up, the, the driver, he'd set up in the back seats, like fairy lights going across the roof of the inner ceiling of the car oh. all the way around. So it sort of looked like, you know, when you drive past a party bus on the freeway or something yeah, and you can see like it's all lit up colorfully and there are people are having a good time. It looked like a home reno version of a party bus. I was thinking maybe someone was, uh, record, <laughs> producer Michael, you all right over there? <laughs> Big sneeze. Sorry guys. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't hold that one back. Yeah, I'm all yeah. good now. Cool. Just yeah, what were you going to say? Dusty in studio. Just a of it, yeah. Uh, I was thinking maybe someone was recording some YouTube vlogs in there. <laughs> well, they wanted to have that, some yes, lights in the background. That is exactly what it looked like. It looked like a home YouTube studio in yeah. there. And I'm wondering, because I mean, I imagine most Uber experiences, you get in, maybe they let you pick the radio station. I hope it's always this one. Um, but maybe on top of that, I know some offer you mints and some might offer you a bottle of water. I don't know of personalization experiences beyond that though. 131060, is there some way you personalize? personalize the Uber experience for your passengers, um, you know, that, that sets you apart from the other Uber drivers. We have Matt in Brisbane. What are you doing in your Uber, Matt? Hey, boys. Um, so I dress up in my Uber. Um, different costumes for each night of the week. Okay. Can you take us through them? Okay. So where's Wally Wednesdays? Because oh, sometimes looking for your Uber can be like trying to find where's Wally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you've then got Thursday, yeah. which and includes the wig and the hammer. Wow. Um, you've then got Mr. Incredible Fridays, because Fridays are incredible. <laughs> and then finally, Superman Saturdays. That's his outstanding. You've, you've, you've Matt, nailed are this. Are you sitting on a clean five? You've got to be close. 
Uh, it's funny, my um, Insta's actually six-star Uber. Oh, loving it. You, you'd be, yeah. I imagine you'd be somewhat famous with the people of Brisbane. Also, if you're picking people up on a Friday or Saturday night after a big night and they open their Uber to see be a bit confusing. Superman, have you had yeah. some confused reactions? The best part is when it's about five minutes into the trip and they keep looking at you <laughs> and then you just, I just say, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I was so confused there, man. <laughs> and it, it's also great when they start talking about my hair when I'm wearing the wig for Thor. Yeah. Um, and they're going, oh, you've got really nice hair. Mm. It's a wig. <laughs> I haven't seen the latest Avengers Endgame, mm. but... I would think if Thor started to drive Ubers, things weren't going well for the <laughs> yeah, Avengers. That would be a turn in the storyline, certainly. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I was using a dryer today, yeah. and I had to clean the lint filter. Yeah, you know where you pull off the front, and it has all the... It's kind of like dust or lint, I guess, yes. all through the filter. And I got it off in like that one big sheet. Oh, how good. You know how that happens? And I thought, usually these types of chores... Hmm. They're not very nice to do. It's like housework. But occasionally you come across a chore yeah. that is actually surprisingly satisfying to yeah, do. So, yeah, it's the ones, it's sort of like a pimple popping, you know, yes. similar vibe. I mean, I have one's just come to, to mind for me there, which is, you know, whenever you're clearing, uh, cleaning an air conditioning filter, similar to the lint filter. Same. And you just get like a vacuum cleaner and just go over it and it's just, so, the, you can see the difference so quickly. On 131060, yeah. what are the cleaning jobs that are surprisingly satisfying? Cleaning! The things you just can't stop cleaning. You know, mm. I just thought of another one. And producer yeah. Michael, I think you'll be in on this because I know mm. that you're a Dyson vacuum fan as well. Yeah. Pretty much any type of rug with a Dyson because yeah. you can see, or any vacuum where you can see what it collects, yeah, the before sure. and after of what's inside that jug yes. is amazing. I think the Dyson's extra good because you can see that and then you also see like on the carpet the two different shades of carpet. Yeah, it's like quite scary sometimes, <laughs> isn't it? Mm. I vacuumed our bed. Yeah, you've mentioned this. The mattress. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no wonder my wife is always sneezing. <laughs> yeah. It was like the finest dust particles in the world were like ingrained in it. Well, see, for me, I did a bit of dusting last night, just wiped down all the, you know, surfaces in my room. It was amazing. Literally, it's like they changed colours. They went from a grey to a white again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what colour this is. That's what it looked like. Dusting and just, is a good one because it's yes. a little bit like high-pressure hosing. Yes, exactly. It's like you can really, really get a clear understanding a, where you've gone. Like, honestly, for my birthday, I reckon I'd like to just be put in a room full of dusty desks yeah. with, a, with a mop, not a mop, <laughs> a wipe and just go for it. Ellie, what's it for you? <laughs> You just enjoying some cleaning at the moment, Ali? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yep. <laughs> what what cleaning do you find surprisingly satisfying? Vacuuming. I yeah. love it. Any particular yep. surface? What's your favourite surface to vacuum? Oh, I don't know. Just any any floor that has a lot of hair on it. Dog hairs. Yeah. Just therapeutic. Do you have a good vacuum, Ali? Oh, it's average. you got to treat yourself. Yeah, go out, splash out on it. I know this is the Dyson revolution. It's it's people who just want to enjoy vacuuming. What I would love with a Dyson is I have a stick. I would love one of the really powerful ones that plug into the wall. 
Yeah. Because oh. I'm like, if the yeah. stick is this powerful, imagine the one of the ones that goes on your back. That's so true. I'll be sucking the floorboards <laughs> up. Yeah. It'd be I, great. I'll suck the nails out of them. I wonder if, like, because I always think this when I go to hairdressers or barbershops, they, their satisfaction cleaning the hair off the floor must be pretty intense. Yeah, when they, they sweep it up. Oh, wouldn't it be a dream? We have Corey on 131060. Corey, what household job do you find surprisingly satisfying? Oh, uh, it would have to be mowing the lawns, mate. Yeah, really love it. Get out on the mower. Corey, do you like to, to leave the grass to grow pretty long before you get into yeah, it with the mower? Yeah, teach us about it, Corey. What's the best, yeah. what's the best way to that, mow? That, that, that's, the, that's the best part, mate, when you let it grow long yeah. and you can see that strip straight down the middle. It's pretty nice when you drive away, you're backing out of the driveway and you're looking at your lawn, it's all perfect. Absolutely. How do you I do need it? to invest in a ride-on lawnmower, though. That'd be good. You got a big block, Corey? <laughs> Not big enough for a ride-on. <laughs> you could just do a bit of a spin on it. I think that too. Honestly, a ride-on mower would make my life. I I, I know oh, I just... That's so much fun. You've done it, Corey? Oh, yeah, I've had a go on one before. I would honestly just be mowing everyone in the in the suburbs' lawns. You if could, I had you a ride-on mower... You could just <laughs> drive down the nature street. Free. That's it. You'd do it for free. I would start going to local parks... And just mowing. I've considered mowing hobby. the park near me. <laughs> oh, no. Just with my mower. <laughs> Why? Because I wanted to know how long it would take. Because they have these big ride-on mowers, and I have this <laughs> Ryobi electric thing. <laughs> okay. I was like, I wonder how long it would well, take for me to do it. What a citizen. Uh, Christina on 131060. Christina, what's the uh, what's the household chore you find weirdly satisfying? Um, doing the dishes. What Why do you so- like about doing the dishes? So I like playing with the bubbles. Oh, uh, you know what? This, what my wife said to me once. She was trying to convince me to do the dishes. Mm. And she said, it's yeah. like a spa for your hands. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me like, I don't know. When I was a, a younger, yeah. my um, sister, like, she actually, like, used to, like, pour it into glasses and like, pretend it was a beer. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. a bit of a frothy. D- didn't drink it, did <laughs> yeah. she, Christina? Pardon? Didn't drink it? I did once. Uh, okay. How did that go? <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was for fifty dollars, so yeah, why not? Clean out the insides a little bit. <laughs> That's yeah. not how it works, guys. Don't try that at home. No, we're very very clear direction not to try that one at home. And uh, are you going to have a spa for your hands over the weekend? So? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Kick back. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, you come in a little worse for wear tonight. A bit teary. Yeah, I'm a little bit emotional. I made the perhaps silly decision. To go to a nighttime screening of Toy Story 4 just before the show tonight. I've just walked in pretty much from the screening, and my gosh, Zach, that is one of the most moving pieces of film mm. you will see in your life. Oh, now you found a slowed down version of this song. Yeah. Continue. Tell us why mm. it was sad. Well, I don't want to spoil the film for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there is a scene in the last 10 minutes, which if you followed the Toy Story series from one through to four, through your childhood like me, will rip your heart out. I mean, even now I'm talking about it again, I'm going, I'm off. <laughs> I mean, were you, were you a Toy Story fan growing up? Yeah. I saw Toy Story 1, didn't yeah. like Toy Story 2. Toy Story 3 yeah. was pretty horrific. Yeah. Uh, you know, the harsh judge. No, no, I mean horrific in the sense of like it uh, was sad. All oh, right, like this one. You know, when that, the uh, Lee's is that one for dead. Uh, sadder four. than the toys that you've known to yeah. come and love, mm. almost getting 
burnt alive? Well, maybe less, more horrific than that. Less dramatic. I yeah. mean, if I told you what happened at the end, you'd be like, oh my goodness, they don't do that, do they? Right. It's, pre- it, it's pretty heartbreaking. This is the scene, Tim Allen, who obviously was the voice of Buzz, he's been doing a lot of media about the film naturally. And he says this film, he had to walk away from recording the lines for in this scene. Yeah. Because he said he was too emotional and had to come back later that afternoon because he was too emotional doing the lines. Well, thirteen ten sixty. What yeah. kids' movie made you cry? Yeah, as an adult, I guess we don't. I mean, do we want kids' movies that make you cry as a kid as well? Because I'm, I'm yeah, thinking them, more as an adult. More as an adult. If you saw a kids' movie as an adult, obviously and it as a you kid, cry. you're crying all the time. Yeah, like uh, you don't have your life together. And I've got to say, I reckon everyone who was in that cinema with me probably could call up for this. There were, te- well. there were tears all over the place. This isn't Zach. the first one you've cried in, though. First Didn't kids you movie. Cry in Finding Dory recently. Finding Dory got me. Wreck It Ralph 2 got me on a plane earlier this year. Could we do what kids movies didn't make you cry? <laughs> that might That's be a true. shorter list. Well, because Inside Out made me cry. Yeah. Inside Out got me as well. I can't actually think of the last kids movie I watched entire, with, in entirety without any tears. I don't know if I cried. Yeah. Ratatouille moved me more than it should. <laughs> For a rat that could cook, man, it got me in the I, heart. I don't know what it is about kids' movies, but I, I the genuinely, I, the characters, I genuinely think they do tear jerking moments better than adult films. Yeah. And when I say adult <laughs> films, I mean probably films. not the best use of <laughs> words there. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dave's in Ipswich. What's the kids' movie you cried in as an adult? Dave. Hello. Hey, you there? You're just hey, getting I'm a bit teary boy. thinking about it, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's rough thinking about it, mate. What was it? Mate, it was uh, up. The opening scene where the old codger loses his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's, there's a five-minute pretty full-on mini-movie there. Yeah, you walk into to Up thinking, here we go, a kid's movie. And it, the thing with Up is it doesn't build to it. It just hits you from mm. the start. Were you able to recover from that and enjoy the rest of the movie, Dave? I just I just had to come to terms with there was still probably about another hour and 20 of the movie left, see? That's, that's really what it is. That's just it. giving you a little space to get over that first five and, and I think often with these with movies like Up With Kids movies, you don't go in expecting to cry. And so when you find yourself tearing up, you're like, what's going on here? Especially in Up, they come out of the gates hard. Yeah, they really Because a lot of other kids' movies will be right at the end, yep. the emotional yeah. part. But it's like you're sitting there and you're going, hang on, mm. what? Hang, hang on. Is this... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking. Taylor, on 131060, I think a lot of people are going to be with you on this one. Uh, what kids <laughs> movie made you cry as an adult? Um, I think that anyone that says that they didn't cry in The Lion King when Mufasa died is lying. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. It's still... It's, it's hurting me talking about it, to be honest. How are you feeling, Taylor, about it, the live-action one coming out? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to be, like, feeding all the little kids to, to the line. Because <laughs> I'll be, Taylor, to be honest with you, when I saw the stampede in the trailer, yeah. I yeah. started to get, you oh. know, some flashbacks. I, I'm a, I can't even imagine how bad it's going to be in real life seeing Kim die again. I know. And then little Simba's, like, telling his dad to wake up. Oh, oh. my God. It's too much. It's too much. I think we have Tiffany in Canberra. You agree, Tiffany? It's Lion King for you? Tiffany. Yes, yeah. No, I, look, they, they knew what they were doing with Lion King. I reckon psychologists wrote that because <laughs> I started crying before it even began. Yeah. Okay. I, I went to go and see it at the Old Cremorne Theatre and the, the curtains came back and they started playing the music and I was just crying so hard. Oh, Circle of Life got you the opening. 
Oh, God. I just wept all the way through. I, I had to hide in the ladies afterwards mm. because I was so swollen and puffy. I had to take the next day off work. No, that really, that did me in. That was, that was yeah. I, I think they knew what they were doing. Let's all enjoy this together. Don't play. A don't few you, tissues. Zach, don't play Simba saying wake up, Dad. We're not, the com- oh, Zach, no one can handle this. That is full on. How you going today? That is full on. Oh, okay. <laughs> he grows up, guys. He grows, he grows up, up and he becomes a he becomes an adult lion and uh, he leads the pride. Honestly, they will need counselling services at the front of Lion King oh, live action geez. film. I think it's it's that intense. Whew. I'm honestly gonna need a minute after just hearing that audio again before oh, no. I'm good to go. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny to play. No. It's not. <laughs> It's pretty bad. <laughs> right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. If you've listened to the show before, you know each week we ask, beg, nay, plead for five-star reviews on the iTunes podcast store, a.k.a. the Collective Noun Forum, a.k.a. the happiest place on the internet. And it is so affordable to get into the Collective Noun Forum. All it's going to cost you is a five-star rating on the iTunes podcast store. Search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Leave that rating as your admission price in Write whatever you want in the review, and we'll read it out here on the show. We're about to hear from a few people who have visited the forum. Yes. Um, but we do want to let you know that mm. this will be the last podcast, the last show for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Zach is off on a fact-finding mission to Japan. Mm-hmm. What facts yes. are you hoping to find? Well, we just want to look at their gardens. Yes, And sure, see sure. if we can apply that to the forum. They do good gardens in Japan, don't they? That's what I've heard. The, you've just missed cherry blossom season, though. That's right. Um, do you reckon you could put cherry blossoms in your garden? Probably wouldn't have the right climate for it, would it? Uh, I don't know. You could look into that. I think there's cherry blossoms in the city we live in. Yeah, that's true. Well, look, you, while you're doing that, I'm probably going to... Well, my plan's going to head down to the Well, I've heard a lot of the coast. things. Apparently, you're going to the beach, but then are you still going to Tasmania? Yes, Tasmania, Adelaide, and the Gold Coast. I'll, I'll the big the, three. Well, yeah, it's, it's a popular package that, that they sell at, at Fly uh, Is that with Kentucky? <laughs> No, it's going to be great. So next week I will be down the Gold Coast, then Tassie, and then finishing off a bit um, to see my my brother and his wife and niece down in Adelaide. So, uh, look, a big a big couple of weeks ahead for us individually, Zach. I imagine we'll still Skype every night to chat. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, I think my internet's going to be patchy. You told Michael earlier, producer Michael, I heard you guys chatting that everything, apparently they've got great internet in Japan. Yeah, there's enough internet for Michael and I to stay in touch. Oh. <laughs> but but just, that's where the cap is. Yeah. I've asked my provider. Yeah, okay, cool. I said, hey, I'm planning on Skyping uh, producer Michael every night. Is that okay? And they said, yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. And I said, I'm, uh, Dom also wants me to Skype him. And they said, oh, yeah. technically that's going to be difficult. That's going to be too tough. That's a real yeah. shame. Well, because oh, okay. they don't go to Tasmania. Yeah, sure. That's sure. the issue. Gold Coast? Uh, no, not Gold Coast. Adelaide? Either. Uh, the churches get in the way. Well, that's a real shock. Mm-hmm. So those three specific locations. Wow. Yeah, it's the churches yep. in Adelaide. Yep. It's the Q1 on the Gold Coast. It's too big. That makes sense. Uh, and Tasmania's just too far away. Too far away. Wow. So we won't be able to chat for the next two weeks. That, that's really sad. Bummer. <laughs> well, um, well, look, <laughs> we might stop by anyway to pop by the forum. We might pop by the forum a couple of times in the next two weeks, once or twice maybe. Uh, And while you and I are off travelling, producer Michael will be staying here in the forum. Mm. Um, He's setting up camp in the forum as the caretaker for a couple of weeks. Oiling up the turnstile. Yeah, oiling up the turnstile, just getting things going. In fact, let's just check that turnstile as uh, we have Jaden Digg 
uh, walk in. That was quite a quiet turnstiles. And I did Jaden walk in at the far end of the turnstiles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A bit away from the mic. Well, look, Jaden just says, Susan Boyle is the name of Jaden's review. Jaden says, disappointed that we're three months past March and have still not heard any Susan Boyle on the show. Uh, this is when, oh, it would have been March when uh, Susan Boyle was on that uh, America's Got Talent superstars. Mm. And I said, this is going to be the year of the Boyle. I think that's what I dubbed 2019, the year of the boil. It Susan's has coming been back. the year of the boil for you, but in a different oh, way. Shut up. I that, was, that was a no. medical condition. <laughs> I've, not had a, I've never had a boil. I'll have you know. Have yeah. you ever had a boil? I don't recall. Have you had a wart? I did have a wart when I was a kid, yeah, on my yeah, thumb. Okay. Yeah. And it was like on my thumb yeah. for as long as I could remember. Really? You know, when I was like five. Sure. So a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And one day I was on the playground and I jumped off and I hit my hand. Mm. Like I slid my hand cause I like dove off the playground and yeah. I looked at my thumb and I was like, it's gone. <laughs> it, it had been rubbed off when I grazed my hand. That's incredible. Like, that's amazing. Then I realized, no, I was looking at the wrong hand. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. It so was still there. How'd you get rid of it? Just, it just went away. Don't they say that you freeze them? You don't put uh, it in the freezer, but you got like that freezing spray or whatever yeah. that freezes them off. Yeah, I never did that though. Yeah, okay. Anyway, look. Uh, no I think s- it naturally went away. Well, no Susan Boyle on the show so far. I, I Look, we still have six months left of the year. It's possible I went too early on my year of the Boyle call. Mm. I, I concede that. It is possible I went too early. But it's also possible that she's going to storm home with a massive end to, to 2019. I'm thinking maybe another Christmas album. She's already done one. But maybe if we get another Christmas album in October, it will be year of the Boyle. Do you know what I mean? That's all you need. Something, or maybe, I mean, I know the UK is looking for a new prime minister at the moment. Maybe you, Susan Boyle storms in to take that job. You've already started to listen to Christmas related podcasts, haven't you? In June. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're well, telling fr- me about one earlier today. A, fr- uh, a former coworker of ours does a Christmas specific podcast that has released a June episode. Are you jealous that? I am a bit. They're, yeah. they're more known for being into Christmas than you are. I'm not so much jealous about that. I am a little bit hurt that they know well my love for Christmas, and I'm yet to receive an invite to guest on that yeah. show. I don't know you, why you've hinted at it a few oh, times, haven't you? I, I messages to to this guy. I'm like, loved the episode. Let me know if you ever need uh, you know someone else to pop in. Oh wait, you actually said that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> it is awkward. I can't even make it onto his Christmas podcast. That's a podcast. heavy hint. That's a very heavy hint. Well, it's not even a hint. You've yeah. asked to go on. <laughs> I really have. Yeah. It's like saying that you, you've asked someone on a date and saying, I gave them a few hints. Yeah. No, you specifically asked them on a date. Mm. And I, I'm still waiting for my invite. But look, maybe some might also say, why are you releasing a Christmas podcast in June? But this is what Christmas people who aren't Christmas fanatics don't get. It's a year-round thing. Mm. Once you hit the, uh, what's that mid-year point? The, uh, you know, the shortest day of the year, solstice. the solstice, once you hit the solstice and the days start getting longer again in mid June mm. down in the Southern hemisphere, at least I know it's opposite Northern hemisphere. Once yeah, they, so, I mean, how do you, how do you define that? Once the days start getting shorter in the Northern hemisphere, is it? Well, yes, because they move to a colder Christmas. So that's where, the yeah, no, I know, but I mean, it's yeah. less, uh, it's, yep. it's less exciting because the way you're describing it is kind of like the days are getting longer. It, Christmas yep. is coming close, yep. but it's kind of the opposite in the Northern hemisphere. Yeah. Thus a bit depressing. A little, well, that maybe that's just Christmas up North. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Down here. Have you had a white Christmas? I've had a Christmas up North. <laughs> but it wasn't. Didn't it, rain. It, it, didn't snow, sorry. Didn't it snow. did rain. It, oh, we were family trip to New York. Were you filthy? Uh, yeah, I was a little bit filthy. I was more filthy. Because... Were you into Christmas back then? Yeah. Well, that was actually how I, have I not told you how I got into Christmas? Die Hard. The movie Die Hard? <laughs> no, how I got Die Hard about Christmas. No, so. you haven't. So family this holiday. This is an origin story. This is, yeah. Uh, family holiday. Christmas Dom. I would have been 14. It was like the one big family holiday mum and dad did when we were all kids. They thought we were all the right age. So they took us to America for Christmas. Yeah. And we were staying in a hotel in New York. 
um, as it turned to Christmas day and it was like midnight and I realized it was freezing and I realized that because of the time difference, the extended family would be out over here, um, you know, celebrating, um, celebrating Christmas day, Christmas lunch in the heat with a barbecue going. And I was over the other side of the world away from the mall. And in that moment I said, I'm never going to miss the magic of Christmas again. I swore to myself. I was like, I'm going to make the most of every single Christmas from this point onwards. But you Just didn't make the most of that, Chris. Well, no, but being I think being in a hotel room, you know, with not too many people, you know, just your immediate family or whatever, on the other side of the world where it's a bit cold, it just it didn't feel like Christmas. Like, it didn't feel like oh, Christmas. So it has to be hot. But you know yeah. that other Christmas lovers are going to hate you saying this. If anyone's listening from the Northern Hemisphere, you're, this, this is like sacrilege. Well, no, it's about what you've grown up with. You know, that's my understanding of Christmas is that it's hot. That's what I associate with Christmas. So you really, it has to be the exact circumstances that you've all, always had. <laughs> Yes, precisely that. Oh. And, you, <laughs> and and this is That's the sort of thing sad. this is the sort of thing I would you love. You should be able to adapt. I would love our friend to invite me onto his podcast to discuss exactly this. I do remember now that you mention it when I was in New York at the start of the year at a similar time in winter. Mm. And you told me because I said, oh, I forgot that you'd been to New York. And you said, well, I spent most of the time in the hotel room, <laughs> yeah. which feels like a waste. Yeah. You know, arguably the world's greatest city. Yep. And you just sat in the hotel room because it was too cold. Well, partially because it was too cold. Also because they used to have a Virgin Mega store in Times Square, which was like the biggest JB Hi-Fi you could imagine. It was like mm. four levels. And I bought South Park seasons one to 10 on DVD. Mm. And my brother Ash and I just stayed in the hotel room. Binge watching South Park. I remember mum and dad walking into the room. I would have been 14. I should have been 16, 17. Mum walked into the room and said, we're off to see the Statue of Liberty guys. Do you want to come along? And I was like, nah, Kenny's doing something funny in this episode. Yeah. I missed the Statue of Liberty. I didn't go up the Empire State Building. We didn't go to the Rockefeller Center because I was watching South but Park. But you had the option to. Yeah. That, like all, your, your, oh, your parents did. Yeah. Mum, dad, and my younger brother all did those And you chose things. to stay in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, we all stay that's, in the That's like. crazy. It is crazy. You I could have just watched it. You were taking it home, weren't you? The yes. DVDs. Yes. You and could also watch it when you got back. I had another month when we got back. Right. I was Do an you idiot. regret that? I completely. I completely regret it. I also went to see Les Mis on Broadway and I fell asleep in it because mm. I didn't appreciate any sort of good culture yet. Yeah. Maybe still. I don't know. But like, I, I think back to that American holiday a lot and I think, what an idiot I was as a 14 year old. So maybe your parents were wrong then when they said you're old enough. <laughs> that's a good point. You need to give me a few more years. Um, anyway, look, that's just, that's childhood regrets <laughs> covered there. But I do, I mean, I, I did a couple of days ago for the first time start to feel like Christmas, the first whiff of Christmas is coming through. Yeah. And what does it smell like? Uh, it smells like, uh, like tinsel. Do you know that, that first whiff you get of tinsel? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm not smelling it. <laughs> Hasn't reached this side of the desk yeah. yet. When do you, you don't smell it till December, do you? You got a few months. December to go. twenty. Yeah, yeah, what a sad way to live. Anyway, look, uh, that is what we've got time for in the forum today. If you don't want to be a part of it, as we've mentioned, producer Michael will be staying here. Is he going to be in your place at the forum or mine, or are we setting up a new hut? He's for got him? his own place. Does he have a place on the forum? Yeah, it's a mansion. When did producer Michael get a forum mansion? Hang on, do he you hasn't have, told you about it. Do you have a mansion? Yeah. We all have mansions. Oh, no. <laughs> we forgot to tell you. <laughs> I've been living in a hut. I've been living in a caretaker's hut. you hut. You're living in a mansion at Do the forum. Do you have... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the reason yeah. why you haven't heard about it is because we were going to tell you about it, but you were in the hut watching South Park. <laughs> 
and you refuse to come out. <laughs> so, so do I have so a mansion or I missed it. out? Uh, well, it, I think it's been occupied since. <laughs> you did have an opportunity to get oh, one. Jeez, I don't even have plumbing in the hut. It's quite bad facilities. Anyway, yeah. well, look, if you have any concerns over the forum, make sure you do drop by producer Michael's mansion um, and just report them. He'll be looking after the place. Uh, also, drop in if you'd like. All you have to do is search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating as your admission price into the forum. Write whatever you want in the review, and uh, we will read it out next time on the show. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. I'm calling out intermittent fasting, Zach. It's bogus. Doesn't work. What? Uh, this is obviously, it's. I mean, it's the diet trend of the past year or two. The idea is that you can find all of your eating to something like eight, maybe ten hours of the day. Basically, from what I understand, yeah. you're just dropping a meal. More it, less, it, no, people make it no. super complicated, but it's like, well, yeah, of course... If you well, eat less, you're going to lose weight. So, so, so it depends. There's a whole lot of different philosophies around it. One says you can have as much, as many calories as you normally would in a day. So you can still have three meals worth of calories, just have them within an eight hour window. Mm. Whereas others will say, no, do drop a meal, whatever. But the no, idea. But I'm just saying in reality, the way that most people yes. engage with it. Yeah, Isn't just, that what's going to happen? Yeah, you You're going to eat less? You eat within an eight-hour window, you drop a meal probably, most likely. Anyway, look, I um, I make no secret on the show that I've had a big year, food-wise. Yeah, uh, you've tried a lot of different diets. Yeah. How much is a normal amount of weight to put on over six months in a bad period? Well, I think yeah. outside of exterior circumstances, mm. you know, other health concerns and stuff like that, yeah. you probably should maintain a similar weight. Okay, that's concerning. Okay, uh, well, that's why I've turned intermittent fasting, because I've put on a couple of kilos in the past six months. Yeah. Um, but you don't have, do you have mm, other circumstances going on? Not that I'm really aware of. Okay. <laughs> hunger? Is that is that an extenuating oh, circumstance? Hunger. Uh, probably not. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so I decided to turn to, to give this intermittent fasting thing a go. Now, I've given it a go in the past via circumstance, because I wasn't waking up till 2 p.m. a lot last year, I ended up only having the two meals. So you were just doing it by default. <laughs> by default. It just really fitted into your yeah. lifestyle well. I go to sleep at five, wake up at two. It was a great scenario. Worked mm. perfectly for me. Um, however, I haven't been able to do that the past few days. So I've been trying to fit it into somewhat normal waking hours um, with intermittent fasting. Now, here's the problem. is Yesterday was day two of intermittent fasting. Day one went pretty flawlessly. I was pretty happy with my, my efforts. Mm. Day two, I got to after the show last night. So my last meal to make intermittent fasting work work should have been at 9 p.m. That should have been the last, uh, you know, any sort of calories my body consumed. It was 9 p.m. and then no more until like, you know, 3, 4 p.m. the next day. Instead, what happened is it got to the end of the show last night and I was starving. I was really struggling. And you saw me, I, I imagine, get the popcorn out of the vending machine. Mm. That was a bit of a cheat to begin with. I shouldn't have done that. But okay. that was breaking the fast. However, then on the drive home, I thought, you know what? I am still famished. I'm going to pop into this 24-hour sort of supermarket fruit shop place near me. The $2 Greek yogurt that you love. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a few snacks. So I'm walking down and I got like a... I just... Do you know how you should never grocery shop when you're starving? That's what I've heard. Yeah, that it's never a good idea because you, you, your mind is just hungry for anything at that stage. So you put everything in the trolley. It was a bit like that. So I ended up buying... Um, they weren't Pringles, yeah. but they were like knockoff Pringles. Yeah. Bought a packet of them. I bought a big tub of yogurt. I bought a fair bit tubby of... Custard. Yeah. Bit of tubby custard. I didn't buy any tubby custard on this occasion. <laughs> um, but I suppose all up, it could be considered my tubby custard. Uh, I bought a fair bit of cheese. Um, you know, and then I bought like these little apricot bites as well, which I thought were healthy until I looked at the back of the packet. Just sugar, probably. Pretty much just sugar. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? This, this isn't obviously all for tonight. 
these, these snacks will be over the next few days, right? Uh, within an hour, everything I had purchased was gone. I, I had a banquet last night, Zach, a, a royal banquet. Yeah. I mean, I, I finished, and this is not un- unusual for Mount West, but a whole block of Colby cheese, gone, mm. gone, gone. I had yogurt with acai that, you know, we got sent all that acai by um, Purple Foods, is it? Purple Foods sent us all this, like, acai. I had it in my freezer. Had one of that with yogurt. Heaps of that, gone. Mm. Just gone. I had Pringles, gone. Apricot bites, gone. I even started helping myself to some corn chips that were in the cupboard already. I ended up, as a result of intermittent, intermittent fasting, I had more calories yesterday by some margin than I would have if I had just gone about a normal day. Yeah. So, so I, you're saying because of yeah. the fact that you're so hungry, you ended up eating more. Yes, because you deprive your body of calories, you get so hungry that you overcompensate. So how long did you try this diet? Two days. Ah, you're about to say three day Dom strikes again. (laughs) He will not stick at things for more than three days. (laughs) Three day Dom. And it's proved once again. No, No. it's not a myth. When it comes to diet and exercise, those are the two areas. You have not done any, you have not done things for more than three days. Diet and exercise. I do struggle to make it to (laughs) half a week. That's true. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We are about to break some radio rules. Oh yes. A couple of radio regulations. See, usually when you call up the radio show, we have a producer, mm. producer Michael. He picks up the calls, he filters through them, he picks the best one to go on air so that you just know what you're going to get. Well, here's the thing. He's in the bathroom at the moment. Yeah. So I think we have a three-minute window where we can have a bit of a radio experiment. It's the Friday Free Fall. If you call 131060 right now yeah. without producer Michael here... You will go straight on the air. Immediately on air. No, no, you know, no checking. Your story could be boring. You'll stay on air yeah. until another person calls. That's it. That's how or it works. until producer Michael comes back. Yes. I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be in the bathroom, but we'll see. Oh, Zach, I think we have our first call coming through already here. I believe we have... Is this Chris? Chris. No, who's this? Hello? Hi, who's this? Dexter. Dexter, what's going on tonight? Nothing, mate. Just kicking back. Misses listening to the radio, enjoying the tunes. Good to hear from you, Dexter. Thanks, Dexter. I think oh. we got someone else coming through. Who's hey. this? Hey, this is Michael. Ma- McChappie. McChappie? Yep. What's got you up so late tonight, Michael? I uh, just finished work. Cool. What do you do? Uh, I work for Coles. Oh, good. What's your favourite grocery? Sorry, Dom. Not the call coming through. I want to know that. We're not going to find out his favourite grocery (laughs) bummer. Hey, who's this? You're live on air. Crystal. What's going on, Crystal? Uh, Not much. Just want to give a shout-out to my love, Zoe. Hey, Zoe. uh, And also... Uh, just say you guys are awesome. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks, Crystal. Oh, wait, that's Michael <laughs> just going into the cubicle. We, yeah, okay. we don't have that much longer. We don't have a lot, a lot longer left. Hang on, we've got another call coming through. Who's this? Yes, you're, you're live on air you're at the moment. You're live on the radio. This? Who's this? Hey, hey. hey, man, what's up? <laughs> My name is James. It's either someone who's... Yeah. Uh, Indulged in yeah. a little uh, yeah. uh, after work mm. delights tonight, yeah. or that was a serial killer <laughs> mistaking us <laughs> for a ransom call. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, we're going to another one. Hello, who's this? Oh, it's Morgan. Hi. Hey, Morgan. Morgan. What's cracking? Oh, I just finished work. Yeah, what's your job? Oh, hang on. That was um, 
Michael's just flushing. He's not far off. He's not far off. Morgan, Morgan, quickly, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? Just want to say hello, everyone. Oh, no, Michael's coming back from the toilet. Can we fit one more person in? Hey, who's this? You're live on air. Tiffany and Tony. Tony! Tony! Yeah, not a lot tonight. He's chilling, kicking back. Oh, no, Michael's coming back. Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony. Go away. Disappear. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Michael's Sorry, back Michael. in Sorry, Michael's come in. We've had, we went, uh, we, uh, you we guys were just answering calls. Well, no, you can't no, no. take my job. Dom was just talking about his diet again. Yeah. He I just stuck to it. I, uh, I call my stomach Tony sometimes. Mm. Tony. Mm, we're also going to pass on the details from that uh, ransom call to the police, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, a little while ago, you were no. expressing your concerns that you're being judged at the supermarket for how much toilet paper you're well, buying. Okay, I want to clarify. You, you framed that interestingly. Not so much for how much toilet paper I was buying necessarily, just for buying toilet paper generally. I thought when I scan toilet paper, they're looking at me going, this guy's about to go to the toilet. You know what I mean? Yeah, precisely that. And I know that we all, uh, and I said this at the time, I know everyone knows we all go to the toilet. It's part of being a human, sure. Everybody poos. Everybody poos, but... Uh, I, I think the moment you see the toilet paper and you're hand in hand with it, it becomes more of a reality than it otherwise would. Do you know what I mean? What's your thoughts? I think yep. most people aren't thinking about it. Okay. Well, look, I, I was in a bit of a conundrum. I was telling you I was feeling guilty about it and that, you feeling know, guilty, oh, a little bit ashamed, you know, and whenever I would, whenever I would go through a place that didn't have a self-serve checkout, I'd be like, oh, great. Here we go. That awkward moment where they scan the mm, toilet they're paper. They're going to know I poo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much that. Well, thankfully, we have been contacted um, by, well, they don't really leave a name. It's more a series of, uh, of like, emojis. But they have contacted us with a bit of a tip for let's how. Let's call them Caitlin. Let's call them Caitlin. A uh, tip for uh, how you can buy embarrassing things. Oh, yeah. What do they say? Um, Caitlin says, a tip for Dominic's toilet paper conundrum. If you pay for the toilet paper separately after the rest of your shopping, if you say, can I have this on a different receipt? We assume it's a business purchase. Oh, so if you so they're speaking from the point of view of an employee. Yes. So oh, see, at first, with the mm. first half of that hack, yes. I was thinking, why would you do this? You're drawing attention to it. Don't you mm. want it to go through in the middle where they quickly pass over it? No, no. This but is it. I understand now. Like this is the situation, right? If, so if I go over this weekend to buy a wheel of double cream brie, you know, which is a bit of an indulgence of mine, might even splash out on a triple cream. Yeah, we'll see how we go. But if I go to do that and I'm buying all my respectable normal groceries, right? So all they go on first and then I say hey on a separate receipt can I get this then instead of being a sad person it looks like he's buying triple cream brie for himself Mm. it looks like I'm buying for a work function can I ask how many everyday food items are you buying that you're ashamed of (laughs) because all these Um, things seem very yeah, you know, uh, I, run I, of the mill for me. I I think I'm ashamed if I know, like, if they asked a question about it, it would look sad. Yeah, right. So when they, with the triple cream brie, yeah, because you got pulled up cool. on that once. Yeah, didn't I you? did. What happened? Oh, uh, they kind of said big night plan, and I said just me. Yeah, <laughs> no one else. <laughs> I love I love brie, but the thing is, if I was buying a packet of chips, no one says big night plan, do mm. they? They just assume it's just for you, mm. right? So I don't know why there's a stigma around buying. You know, I was probably because it was like. Uh, you know, 20 serves or something. Oh, it wasn't It's for a party. It wasn't like one of those wagon wheel sized ones. It yeah. was like the size of, you know, a small tub of butter or something. Mm. But anyway, I just think this is this is a revolutionary life hack that I'm going to use now. Whenever there's anything embarrassing that I'm trying to buy. Mm, just, just for the business. Through, just put it through afterwards. 
Yeah, just put it on the business visa. That's it. No, I better get a receipt. You know, the boss is going to chase me up That's about it. That's it. Now, I don't know what business would require me to buy that much toilet paper mm, and brie cheese. Gastro's just gone straight <laughs> through the sales department. <laughs> That's Ooh, it. It's brutal out there. <laughs> collective noun that's all the time we have this evening if you missed anything from the show make sure you search for the podcast on itunes tom and ollie are coming up next we'll be back in a couple of weeks we'll see you then bye that's all from collective noun grab podcasts and videos online on facebook at collective noun comedy